Hi friends, welcome back to the With Great People podcast. I'm Richard Kasparowski. With Great People is the podcast about high-performance teams. This episode is about positive bias and freedom or autonomy. These are the foundational layers of high-performance teams. This is another excerpt from the session I led at the Craft Conference in Budapest earlier this year. Got some upcoming events I want to share with you. On August 25th, I'll be at the Agile Lean Europe Conference in Prague doing a class on high-performance teams. On August 28th at Harvard, the fall semester of Agile software development begins. And on September 28th, we've got the Greatness Guild Conference in Paris. We'll be doing a half-day class on high-performance teams. To support this podcast, visit kasparowski.com. Thanks again for listening. So that's the story, and um, enough of that. Now we're actually going to try some of this together. I think it's really important to, to try it, to learn it by doing it, and I want you to leave with some of these Team EI skills. So here we go. There are 11 core protocols, 11 of these behavior patterns. I orient them in a protocol stack because I'm a software developer and I like protocol stacks and it, it seems to make sense this way. The first layer, the bottom layer on the protocol stack, I call positive bias. And what I mean when we say positive bias is just this sense that we're, we're not negative with each other. It's a, sort of a double negative. Uh, we, we don't negate each other when we're together. So if somebody offers an idea, we don't immediately say, no, can't do that, tried that, doesn't work. And uh, maybe even while we're here together in this room, we'll use these three ideas. So, uh, oh, and, and by pretend, I mean, this is kind of a learning strategy. If you want to give this stuff a try, if you want to learn it and practice it a little bit while we're here together, Pretend that it works. Pretend that it's good ideas. Uh, maybe hold on to negative feelings about it and try it out for the next 35 minutes while we're together. Try it out. Uh, and if we can do that, well, well, we'll actually learn some of this together. Can, uh, can we all do this together? Some positive bias in the room for the next 40 minutes? Would that be okay? Cool. And if it's not okay, this is your chance to sneak out. These lights are really bright. I can't see most of you, so if you sneak out, I won't know. Uh, and if you're not sneaking out and you're not feeling good about this, just hold it to yourself so other people can have a good learning experience. So we're going to get started with this activity. Um, and here's how it's going to go. Everybody get a partner. We're going to do this activity in groups of two. So find a friend, make a new friend, introduce yourself maybe, show your conference badge so it's easy to remember the person's name. <clears throat> I'm going to do this every once in a while. Some people know what this means. If you see anybody in the room doing this with a raised hand, will you also raise your hand and look up here at the stage? This is a little test. I'm, I'm doing it right now. So if you see anybody doing this, will you also do this and stop your conversation and look up at the stage? Cool. All right. Uh, so everybody has a partner. Shake your partner's hand. 
Okay? Uh, so that's, that's a free professional facilitator tip that I'm giving you. If you want people to work in groups of two, ask them to shake hands, and that's proof that they're in groups of two. It works every time. Uh, here's the activity. With your partner, make a plan for lunch tomorrow. We'll have 60 seconds to make a plan for each other, with each other for lunch tomorrow. And, and this is very concrete, like, like really set it up. Here's the catch. Every time your partner offers you an idea, you respond starting with the words, yes, but, okay? So it'll go something like this. Your partner will say, hey, let's get lunch tomorrow. And you'll say something like, yes, but there's this really good session I want to attend at the conference. And then your partner will have to say, yes, but, and come up with something else, okay? So there's the activity. I'm going to start a 60 seconds timer. Go ahead. Make a plan for lunch tomorrow. Always say yes, but. Cool. All right. We're going to do one more iteration of this. In this version, every time your partner suggests something, you'll respond starting with the words yes and. So it's a little different from before. You still get 60 seconds to try to make a plan for lunch tomorrow with your partner, and you always respond yes and. 60 seconds starts now. Go ahead. All right, and we're going to do a really fast debrief on this. We're not going to let everybody say how that experience went because there's too many of us. Uh, the first experience, the yes, but, how did that go for people? Actually, I'm going to jump down so I can hear a little better. So how did, how did that go, the yes, but? Just somebody near me, it, was, it felt negative. It was awkward. You had to really rack your brains. And, and the, the other one, the yes, and, how did that one go? It felt cooperative. You came to agreement. It was faster. What? It was creative. Okay, you, you were creating lunch together versus sort of destroying lunch together. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's how most people respond to this. Uh, yes, but seems to destroy. Yes, and seems to create. And it, it's just an example of positive bias. And in this example, you know, you could, you could take this as something concrete. When somebody offers an idea, try yes, and. Try yes anding the idea instead of butting the idea. And see if that helps you create more together, which is what most of us are doing. We're creating. So we've got this layer of positive bias, just sort of as an undercurrent to the rest of it. And we add on to that a layer of freedom. The idea of freedom here is autonomy, uh, sort of like what Dan Pink writes about in the book Drive. Everybody feels good about themselves and they perform better when they have more autonomy. We sort of build this into Agile, we build this into Scrum, uh, some of these ideas of autonomy. And in core protocols, so behavior patterns sort of factored out of high-performing teams, we've got this thing called the core commitments. You can look it up. Uh, I'll give you some URLs later on. We've got two specific behavior patterns that people on these high-performing teams can use to build in a sense of freedom. The first one is called PASS. Pass is really, really easy. And it, it kind of goes like this. If we're on a team and, and pass is one of our norms, if it's one of our team agreements explicitly, maybe, with each other, anytime somebody on the team doesn't want to do something, for any reason, they just say, I pass. 
And that's it. And nobody questions them about it. Nobody tries to make them not pass. Nobody talks about them for having passed. This is one of the things that helps people feel safe. They can choose not to do something in the moment, and it's okay. Right? So, so that's pass. Oh, and if they want to do it later on, they say, I unpass. And this, you know, an example of this could be like, it's your turn in the daily stand-up, but you're not quite ready. So you just say, I pass. And you might even be ready until tomorrow, and that, that would be okay on a team that has this as their norm. The other version of this is called checkout. It's sort of like pass and more. So in, in checkout, for teams that have this norm, this agreement with each other, if you, have, if you can't be engaged with the team when you're physically present, you check out. Now, there are a lot of teams that have this behavior pattern. They get together in a meeting room to talk about something really important, and they sit down in chairs, and they sort of aim the tops of their heads at each other while typing or texting or doing something else. And they're not engaging with each other. They're not doing the work. So instead of that, which is really inefficient, we've got this more efficient thing. We're engaged when we're present. Being present in the room with your teammates indicates that you're engaged in the work. And if you can't be engaged for any reason, you don't feel good, you feel afraid about something, you've got something more important to do, you have to email somebody, any reason at all, you check out. Checking out looks like this. Let's see if I can do it here. You say, I'm checking out. And you leave. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Right, you, you actually physically leave the space. And this, this is good for your teammates. It, it makes it really obvious that you're checked in. It makes it obvious that you're engaged and that you're there to do the work. And if you're not there, it means you're not there to do the work. And it's really easy for your teammates to understand what's going on. The same agreements apply as with pass. Nobody tries to make you not check out. Nobody chases you out of the building and tries to drag you back in. Uh, nobody talks about you after you left these things would make it unsafe to have this sort of freedom on your team. So these are the agreements that kind of go along with this, these behavior patterns. Hi friends, thanks again for listening. And remember, to support this podcast, visit my website, kasparaski.com. See you next time. <laughs>